One thing that is a huge barrier for so many people, I hear about this all the time, is how do I find the time to declutter? Sure, I would love to have a holistic, clutter-free space that makes me happy every day, but I'm incredibly busy, and how am I supposed to find the time to get this done? Well, I'm going to tell you how to find the time to declutter, even if you're super busy, like most of us are. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. Now, first of all, before we dive into the three shifts that I'm going to share with you today, I have to say that you make time for what matters. So part of creating this time and really making the space inside of your home that you're really wanting, you have to know what you want. You have to know why you want it. And it has to be something that matters to you. Otherwise, it's never going to be priority. You're never going to find the time to do it. So that's why with all of my students or anybody that I help go through the process of creating holistic clutter-free spaces, we always start with what is it that you want exactly? What are you wanting to feel? What are you wanting to experience? What are you wanting to gain out of your space? And why do you want it? Because it's so powerful. When you have a really solid why, that gives you power to go through even the difficult parts of the process, which generally come, especially if you have a lot of clutter. So if you truly have a belief and a firm understanding that your environment impacts every area of your life, that your home space can give you more time, can give you more energy, it can give you more breathability and more happiness on repeat. If you believe that, then it's something that you're going to prioritize and you're going to find more time to do it. However, it's definitely easier and more doable and more enjoyable if you don't approach the whole project as being a giant event that needs to be done all at once. So here are the three shifts that are really going to help you find the time to declutter and make the process more efficient and more enjoyable. The first one is to think bubbles. Think bubbles of time. Doesn't that feel so much lighter than thinking, I need to set aside a giant chunk of time and get this all done, even if it means staying up till 2 a.m., I need to get this thing done in 48 to 72 hours. The biggest mistake that I see people make when they're trying to take on a task or a project like decluttering their entire home or even their entire basement or garage is that they think that it needs to be a huge project or a big event, like that it needs to be done all in one go or it's not worth doing at all, an all or nothing type of mentality. And look, I can totally totally relate to this type of mindset because I'm kind of the same way. I'm the type of person that once I get my mindset on something, I've always been this way. Once I get my mindset on something, I am like a bulldozer until that thing gets done. This garage project where I'm sitting right now, this lounge we've created inside of our garage. Initially, when I decided exactly what I wanted to do with this space, I understood that I wanted to use a partition. I understood that I wanted it to feel like a lounge. And I had like this idea conceptually of what I wanted to get from this space. My initial response was, okay, let's bulldoze this thing. Let's get it done. I want to have it done like yesterday. And I had to force myself to slow down and allow myself to take this project in layers. And I'm so glad that I did because honestly, if I had gone and bulldozed this thing and gotten it done in like two days, looked for all of the different pieces that I was wanting to bring together in here and figuring out how to treat the cement and all of the different steps that we ended up having to go through, we would not have the space that we love and enjoy here today. I would have ended up with totally different furniture. I would have ended up with totally different 
things and accents. And honestly, like the entire project could look very different. Each decision took a little bit of time for us to find what really felt like, yes, this feels great. And the end result is something that we're all really happy with. But when you bulldoze a project like that, not only does it suck your energy and tends to suck away more of your time too, because you start to lose steam. And when you lose steam, you get slower, your mental clarity gets a little bit fuzzier, and it makes the project less enjoyable, but also less efficient. And what that does is it not only puts all this pressure of, well, I can't do anything else during that time. So I need to find this time when all of a sudden I have no other responsibilities and nothing else to do, no work, no kids. When you have that mindset, it can feel really overwhelming. It can feel like impossible. There's no way that this is ever going to get done because I'm never really going to have a total absence of other things needing my time and attention. You know, a big part of the decluttering process is really about the mental attachments and the emotions that you feel going through and letting go of things. It's not just the physical process. So when you try to bulldoze things, I mean, first of all, like how many of you have ever tried to move and realized that boxing all of your stuff up and going through everything that you own took a lot longer than what you thought it was going to take? It always does. The same is true for any kind of decluttering project. It usually is going to take longer to go through things than you thought, even just in the physical aspect of things. But then when you couple with that, the mental attachments that you're going to be going through at the same time, the emotions that you might go through, and the back and forth, unsure if you should let something go or if you should keep it, you know, all of these decision-making processes that we go through when going through the process of decluttering, those are going to take time too. And those aren't things that we generally tend to account for when we're we're planning and spacing out our time. Along that same vein, shift number two is to organically find bubbles of time. Try to find organic bubbles of time. When I say organic decluttering, I just mean decluttering where you go. Where you go, there you declutter. For example, I had a student who had moved in with her mom and she was living in the guest room and she really wanted to move into this master second bedroom, but that's where she had all of her boxes. And so that presented this big dilemma of, well, I'm sleeping here in this space that really isn't intended to be my space. And this is where I want to be, but I have all of these boxes in there. So how can I really create this holistic, authentic space that I'm wanting to create for myself in my master bedroom when I'm currently shoving a bunch of boxes in there and sleeping in this other room. So what I told her to do is every time you get up and go to the kitchen to grab a glass of water, every time you get up and go to the bathroom, come back to your room with one box. You're already going that way anyway. You're walking past the master bedroom that you want to be in that's currently covered with boxes to go to the bathroom or to go to the kitchen to eat or to grab a drink. And every time you walk back, just organically grab a box with you and move it into the guest room. Just slowly over time, organically moving those things to where they want to be until she had a space that was available for her to really start creating and curating. It's the exact same thing that I did when we moved houses. When we moved from our previous home to the home we're living in now, which happens to be a three-story, so it's got two sets of stairs. You know, it can be exhausting, especially in the middle of moving to be going up and down and you always end up with stuff up that's supposed to be down and vice versa. So what we started doing is just creating a pile of things or boxes of things at the top of the stairs that needed to go down and creating a section of things at the bottom of the stairs that needed to go up so that when we were naturally organically going about our business, if you happen to be walking down the stairs, then everybody knew just take a box with you. So you see that way you're not having to front load a whole bunch of energy all at once. You're doing it organically. You're already going those directions. Do it that way. And the same is true for those who need a lot of bed rest or have poor health. I have a lot of people reach out to me who have health issues. Um, maybe they didn't always have health issues but now it's becoming increasingly more difficult for them to put in a straight 
multiple hours into a project. And I've even had people say, you know what, I only have like five good minutes of strong energy throughout the day and I have to lay down frequently. When you're going to the restroom, when you're going to the kitchen to grab a drink, just come back to bed with a box. You can even take naps in the middle of going through the box. Any progress is better than no progress. It's about finding these effervescent bubbles of time. It doesn't have to be like a giant bubble of time, right? Just little bubbles of time is all it takes. And it's all an organic process. But the third shift is to find category-based bubbles. So when you're planning your projects, let's say the baby's laying down for a nap or you're in between work hours and you have like one hour to spare, use that bubble of time to do something that is of the same task, the same category. That could be going throughout the house and gathering all of the expired products from all of the places that expired products can gather. The fridge, the pantry, the medicine cabinet, the beauty products that actually do expire even though we don't usually think about it. Old makeup. Use a bubble of time or even multiple bubbles of time to focus on one category and burn that category down and then switch over to a different category. One of my favorite types of categories is called the consolidation method. That's where you have two bottles of something and you consolidate it into one. That saves 50% of the space right there. So you know, so frequently we get into this trap of trying to multitask, even though multitasking isn't a real thing. Our brain isn't actually capable of focusing on more than one thing at once. So what it's actually doing is switching back and forth from topic to topic and project to project, and it actually drains your energy and really decreases your efficiency. So you're ending up spending more time in the process of trying to jump back and forth. So by using category-based bubbles, you're maximizing your efficiency. You're not trying to multitask. You're able to get in that state of flow that allows you to get more done more quickly, more efficiently. And it's easier to set a shorter deadline for these smaller projects as opposed to an entire big project that's going to take days or weeks. So I promise you, if you get started with this new mindset, these three shifts of thinking in bubbles instead of thinking in giant, heavy, overwhelming projects, using organic bubbles and just following your natural flow and taking care of things as you do it instead of making it a whole special separate event that needs to be planned and using category-based bubbles that are going to really maximize your efficiency and give you shorter timelines to work through. You don't need to take an entire day or an entire weekend or an entire week to finish your project. Use this bubble method to increase efficiency and allow them to stack up to massive results. 